U.S. wheat futures were lower last week as the market adjusted to the previous week's rally and the lower U.S. dollar. My name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for December 18th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sasquatch website. As far as how the futures finished the week last week, March contract Chicago winter wheat closed at $6.29, up 13 cents on Friday, down 2 cents on the week. March contract Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $6.42, up 6 cents on Friday, down 18 cents on the week. And March contract Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $7.31, up 13 cents on Friday, up 1 penny on the week. U.S. wheat futures are currently trading 5 to 7 cents lower at the time of recording, while EU milling wheat is a quarter to one and a quarter euros higher this Monday morning as the markets react to Saudi Arabia's very large wheat purchase. As far as the U.S. dollar goes, the U.S. dollar index on Friday fell to July lows of 102.6 last week. The following currency was in response to the Federal Reserve indicating that the hawkish trend is likely over, signaling a possible future decrease in the interest rates. As far as some of the most important news that happened in the wheat market last week, we'll start with the catch market where we saw some decent trades. Algeria purchased about 500 to 900,000 tons of February-March delivery wheat. Tunisia bought 100,000 tons of soft wheat and an additional 75,000 tons of Jan-Feb shipment Durham. Korea bought 60,000 tons of feed wheat. Bangladesh tendered for 50,000 tons of feed wheat, but we did not hear of any results. Saudi Arabia tendered for 715,000 tons of 12.5 pro-Feb-May shipment milling wheat. This was their first tender since last June. Instead of buying the originally tendered 715,000 tons, they bought 1.35 million tons of wheat. The average price was $285 per ton. It was optional origin wheat, but we figure that Black Sea was likely the main origin. U.S. wheat sales last week were strong at 1.5 million tons for a year-to-date total of 14.5 million tons. We'll come back to this, but this is the first time that we've surpassed last year's volume. All right, let's go to Canada. In Canadian wheat, following Stats Canada's 2.1 million ton increase in Canadian production last week, remember we talked about that last week, the AFC allocated 2 million tons of this increase to exports. Exports are now expected to be 20 million tons. The AAFC reduced feed use by 200,000 tons for a 300,000 ton increase in ending stocks at 3.5 million tons. This would be 8% higher than last year. Although our production number is lower and our export number is also lower, the ending stocks of 3.5 million tons is roughly in line with ours. Weekly Canadian wheat exports in week 19 were 358,000 tons, but remain 12% ahead of last year. This remains of the, ahead of the AAFC's recently updated number that reflects a 3% increase over last year. 
Average weekly exports for the remaining 33 weeks of the year would need to average about 370,000 tons to meet the AFC's export estimate. The current pace is above this at 416,000 tons, but we think it will need to decrease. It just depends on how much. As far as Durham goes, uh, after Stats Canada decreased Canadian Durham production by 14,000 tons, the AAFC reduced Durham exports in its December update by 100,000 tons to 3.2 million tons. This reflects a 37% decrease from last year compared to the current pace that is 35% behind last year. Durham feed use was raised by 36,000 tons for a 50,000 ton increase in ending stocks to 450,000 tons, which is slightly higher than our current ending stock number. Durham exports in week 19 were 75,000 tons for a season total of 1.1 million tons. Exports over the week were split between Vancouver, Prince Rupert, and the St. Lawrence. While we're on Durham, we should mention Tunisia's purchase of 75,000 tons of Durham was $25 per ton less than Algeria's purchase in the previous week. Viterra had the lowest price at the tender, but it's doubtful that it will be executed with Canadian Durham. The price calculates to about $11.50 per bushel at the elevator in Saskatchewan, compared to Viterra's active bid at $12.50 per bushel. Over to the U.S. U.S. export sales we mentioned were 1.5 million tons. This was within the trade's expectations. Sales to China accounted for 1.1 million tons of this total. At 2.2 million tons, sales to China are over 1.5 times larger than last year's volume to date. Total U.S. wheat commitments are now 14.5 million tons, which is 3% more than last year, compared to the USDA's estimated 4% decline. Total commitments to date have reached 81% of last year's total export projection. In Australia, Australian wheat futures closed a six-week low on Friday. The cash markets have been quiet as China has been preferring U.S. wheat for now. In Argentina, harvest has progressed to 55% complete. The average yield rose slightly to 2.4 tons per hectare, which remains behind the 2.6 tons per hectare needed to achieve Badge's 14.7 million ton projection production number. Rosario GE increased its production estimate to 14.5 million tons. This narrows the range of estimates for Argentina's wheat crop from 14.5 million tons by Rosario GE to 15 million tons as per the USDA. Argentina reinstalled its export registration program. The government is working to increase the export tax from 12 to 15 percent. The potential tax increase will likely cause exporters to take out export licenses sooner rather than later. The Argentina government devalued its PESPO by 54%, and the central bank has implemented policies to weaken the PESO by 2% each month. Import taxes are raised by 10% to 17.5%, and it currently appears to include imports of ag goods like machinery and fertilizer. All of these policies are an attempt to decrease the country's trade deficit. 
All of this came at a time when the market was talking about an elimination of Argentina's export tax. Last time the export tax was eliminated, seeded area rose by 52%. Although the elimination of the export tax was one of the current president's talking points on the campaign trail, it seems the government is firstly concerned about raising cash. In India, there was no fresh news on the rumored decrease of import taxes on limited quantities of Russian wheat or the rumors of controls on Indian wheat exports. In the European Union, the French Ag Ministry raised wheat ending stocks to 3.2 million tons, which is now 26% above last year and the highest level in eight years. The French Ag Ministry's export number of 10.2 million tons looks high and could use further provision. French plantings is 89% complete. Waterlogged fields caused crop ratings to fall by three points over the week to 77% good to excellent, compared to 97% good to excellent last year. The French Ag Ministry put wheat area down by 5%, and this number could rise further if conditions do not improve. Officials in the UK confirmed that their 22-23 wheat crop was under 14 million tonnes, which is a 10% decrease from the previous year. Seeding of the 23-24 crop has been hampered by wet conditions, just like in France. In the Black Sea, Black Sea wheat is thought to have won most of Algeria and Tunisia's wheat purchases, as well as Saudi Arabia's purchase this morning. As winter conditions usually cause logistics in the Black Sea to slow in the winter months, we will be watching to see if they can execute all the sales they have on the books. As far as the outlook goes, Saudi Arabia's tender was unexpectedly large, but the price does not support North American execution. Traders are going on holidays, so futures markets will be thin until after Christmas. We would hold additional sales into the new year. Until next time, my name is Michael Wilton with the Saskatchewan Wheat Market Outlook for December 18th. You can find the detailed written report online at the Sask Wheat website. And we'll wish you a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you again in the new year.